Welcome back to Saturday Night Stories from the University of California, San Francisco. We bring you personal stories from some of the most brilliant and impassioned minds in health science and care. Stories about the curiosity, inspiration, and sacrifice it takes to make breakthrough discoveries and create meaningful change. I'm your host, Liz Neely. In this episode, we hear from the executive director of the UCSF National Center of Excellence in Women's Health. She's also the co-director of the Black Women's Health and Livelihood Initiative, which seeks to address healthcare inequities for Black women. Here is Judy Young. I'm walking up a hill on a gray, drizzly afternoon in Montgomery, Alabama. It's day four of a five-day justice pilgrimage that I'm on with Glide's Center for Social Justice and UCSF healthcare leaders. Racial justice and health equity is the fabric of my work. The pilgrimage is an opportunity for all of us to gain a deeper understanding about the living history of racism in this country and its relationship to our collective justice work here in the Bay Area. We visit historical civil rights sites in Birmingham, like the 16th Street Baptist Church and the Birmingham Jail. We are moved by stories of freedom marches and rejoice in singing freedom songs with women at the Brown Street AME Church in Selma. We walk the Edmund Pettus Bridge and hear from a man who spent 30 years wrongfully convicted on death row. I've cried every day on this journey. I want so deeply to talk with my parents about things that I know they've experienced but never discussed, things that I now understand at a much deeper level that were too horrific to talk about with their children. I'm about a half a block away from the National Memorial for Peace and Justice when I see hundreds of steel pillars hanging in a large field. 800 pillars representing states and counties listing 4,400 people, those documented to have been lynched in the United States. I'm approaching sacred ground. I breathe in deeply and within seconds, my body is trembling. It's like every single cell in my body is vibrating, shaking, pulsating. At first, I think it's more than I can bear. It is so intense almost overwhelming. This little light of mine, I'm gonna let it shine. At the entrance to the property, I stop and I silently pray before entering this sacred space. Suddenly, the energy surges through me again. My cells begin to vibrate. The hair on the back of my neck stands up. I give thanks for the sacred ground, for the ancestors, and for what I'm about to experience. The vibrations calm down. The energy subsides. We enter the memorial and begin the journey on site. In silence, I walk through the grounds, honoring those memorialized here. The pillars are arranged by state, then by county. 
there are more Southern states and counties represented. Some are at eye level. Some are hanging from the concrete above my head. All have the dates of the lynchings. Many have the names of individuals lynched. Some list unknown next to the date. On one pillar, on one date, unknown is listed 52 times. The drizzle of the afternoon intensifies to a storm. The wind pushes the rain sideways with immense force. This little light of mine, I'm gonna let it shine. This little light of mine, I'm gonna let it shine. I'm searching for two names. My cousins, Sim Garnet and Henry Corbin. Cousins on my mother's side, both lynched in Oxford, Ohio, the town where my mother was born and raised, where my parents met and went to college at Miami University. I didn't learn about my cousins from my mother or father. These were stories that seemed too traumatic to retell. Or perhaps grandma didn't even tell my mother. I'm looking for their names, for myself and for my entire family. My cousin Chris collected soil from where one of the lynchings occurred and placed it here at the National Memorial for Peace and Justice. I want to connect to my ancestors, to touch their names in that steel, to bear witness to their lives. This is a significant part of the journey for me, not one that I'd shared with many people, but something that I had held in my heart, my spirit, my soul. After asking two staff members for assistance in locating the Ohio pillar, it becomes clear to me that it is most likely one of the hanging pillars facing inward, more difficult to see and out of reach. I realize that I will not have a clear view of it as I'd hoped. I'm nearly heartbroken, but not wanting that emotion to overshadow all of the other experiences on the pilgrimage, I begin taking photos of where I think the pillar is so I can show folks back home and tell the story. Toward the end of the memorial, the rain subsides, and I see a path of steps in the grass that leads me out of the shelter and into the very center of the memorial. As I stand in the center, surrounded by all of the pillars, I feel the energy rising up in me again. Every cell in my body vibrating. This is a familiar feeling now for the third time that day. And it's welcoming, positive, powerful, nothing to be afraid of. It's the ancestors the energy and heartbeat of spirits of those whose lives have been taken from them, whose voices had been silenced. I spread my arms out as wide as I can, completely surrendering to the spirits, receiving the gift of their blessing, the gift of their presence. I pray again with them, 
I acknowledge their struggle, the loss of their voice, the loss of their life. I give thanks for their presence, their energy, their wisdom, and their journey. So standing there in that moment, I made a commitment about how and when I use my voice as a staff manager and as an executive director at UCSF. How I'll use my voice to shine light on racial injustice, to hold individuals and systems and institutions accountable for racial terrorism, to unveil and dismantle systems of white supremacy, to rebuild organizations with an anti-racist framework, to seek truth and reconciliation, and to follow my passion to elevate the health and livelihood of Black women. As I move to leave the center of the memorial, I feel a strong energy calling me to a certain section of pillars. I look up, and before me is the Ohio Pillar. Sim Garnet, September 3rd, 1877. Henry Corbin, January 14th, 1892. This little light of mine, I'm gonna let it shine, let it shine, let it shine, let it shine. Judy Young is the executive director of the UCSF National Center of Excellence in Women's Health, and she's also the co-director of the Black Women's Health and Livelihood Initiative. The song you hear her sing through this story, This Little Light of Mine, is really powerful and, and meaningful to her personally. Growing up, she sang it with her mom and her sisters. They called themselves the Young Quartet. The memorial that Judy visits in this incredible story is the National Memorial for Peace and Justice. It is a project of the Equal Justice Initiative and part of this collective vision and belief that truth-telling and an honest look at our past is essential to our path to justice. You might be familiar with the Equal Justice Initiative if you've been hearing the buzz around a brilliant book called Just Mercy. It was written by the executive director of the Equal Justice Initiative, civil rights lawyer Brian Stevenson, who's played also in a movie that you can watch now on streaming services by Michael B. Jordan. He's joined in that film by Jamie Foxx and Brie Larson. So much star power, such a powerful story. If you would like to hear more about the brilliant minds taking on the most difficult problems in human biology and health, visit our website at campaign.ucsf.edu and follow us on social media at UCSF. For more medical storytelling from the UCSF community, do check out The Nocturnists. This is a podcast and storytelling project created by Dr. Emily Silverman. And since 2016, the Nocturnists have been supporting the well-being of healthcare workers by airing their stories of joy and sorrow and self-discovery. You can listen to all three seasons and this year's two special audio diary series, Stories from a Pandemic 
and Black Voices in Healthcare at thenocturnists.com or just search for The Nocturnists wherever you get your podcasts. Finally, thank you to Matt Logan for providing his original song for the credit music. Matt helps hospitalized children manage their pain, build resilience, and find joy as a board-certified music therapist for the music therapy program at UCSF Benioff Children's Hospital, San Francisco. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for listening to Saturday Night Stories. Thank you.